This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season six, entitled Sports Psych X's and O's. Here at the Selking Performance Group, we work with individuals, teams, and organizations from the locker room to the boardroom to help them understand and leverage the power of mindset and leadership to unleash performance excellence. And one of the things that we hold critical in our organization is grounding our work in really good science and and really good understandings of how human performance is actually actually optimized. And so in this season, we're really looking to bring to you some of the the models and theories that have most impacted how we go about our work. So we've explored several to date. And today, I want to share with you one called Individual Zones of Optimal Functioning. Now, we've actually referenced this several times throughout the course of uh, earlier seasons because it is so critical to a lot of the work that we do. But I'd like to break it down a little bit more specifically with you here today and then again, give you some mindset training specific to finding your own optimal zone. So I want you to imagine an XY axis. I know that you were not in math class here, science class. And so, you know, if you if you can just think in your mind, uh, the Y axis that goes vertical and the X axis that goes horizontally. And on that Y axis, we're going to have performance. And then on that X axis, uh, we're going to have what we call arousal. Now that's the scientific term for it, um, but it's really just your level of, of energy or anxiety, right? Or excitement in the moment. And so emotional, like uh, energized, or emotional anxiety. Um, I think uh, anxiety makes it seem like a stressful word, and it's not always the case. And arousal, um, you know, I, I work with college boys predominantly, so using that word can tend to get a lot of giggles. And but but that is the scientific word that we use. And so what we what scientists wanted to understand is what is the connection between our energy, our emotional energized levels, and our performance. And so what they thought is, hey, you know what? Originally they said that the the more energized or aroused that you got in that moment, the higher your performance would go. And so it was just a, a straight you know, line that went vertical over time. So as your uh, intensity or arousal or, or energy started to go up, so did your performance. But then they realized like, well, you know, if you get too intense, too aroused, too excited, like that's not actually good for your performance. And so they evolved that theory into what they called the inverted U theory. And so instead of just that straight line increasing over time on that X, Y axis, now I want you to imagine just an inverted U. So what that says, right, is that as your emotional energy starts to go up, so does your performance to a point. But then if you get too aroused, too energized, your performance actually starts to go down. And so that gives you that inverted U in the graph. And so for years, that sort of dominated the way of thinking of how arousal and and intensity and performance were connected. But then what they started realizing was, hey, you know, this sort of makes it look like a medium level is optimal for everyone's performance. And the reality of it is that that's just not the case. And you know that. I mean, depending on how you're wired as an individual, you know 
that you're either calmer than than most people or you're way more energized than most people all the time. And so they started to propose a theory called individual zones of optimal functioning. And this comes to us by man with the last name of Hannon. And so Hannon's individual zones of optimal functioning says that, you know, for a given person, there's a given level of intensity or emotional arousal or anxiety, right, that will produce optimal performance. And so you can imagine then that there's all these sort of inverted U's on this XY axis because he still believed in the inverted U component of, listen, there's an optimal, you know, if you get too aroused, too worked up, your performance is going to decline. But again, that varies by person. And so when I break it down with the teams and and individuals that I work with, you know, I really rate it on a scale of zero to 10. So if you think about yourself in your particular role, where are are you optimal? And and here's the thing, right? I have a lot of people tell me like, you know, I, I'm, I'm my best when I'm more jacked up, right? More worked up, amped up. Okay. Does your performance reflect that? And I'll be honest with you. When I was playing soccer, I really wish that I had learned this because I would have told you, oh, on a scale of one to 10, I'm like a 12. I'm my best when I'm all jacked up, all amped up, all psyched up. And the reality of it is if I would have understood this and learned how to manage my emotional energy and really dialed it back to probably a seven or a eight, my performance actually would have increased. And so that's where that's where the this or the rubber meets the road with this theory when you're working with individuals or when you're thinking about yourself as you know you might want to and think that you should be really amped up or you might want to be like the one that's calm and cool and doesn't have you know any of those those sort of emotional responses to situations and if your performance is optimal in that lower state then great that's your optimal zone But if you're saying that because you wish that's how you were and you want to be that, but your performance doesn't reflect it, then I would encourage and challenge you to really, to play with this, right? To turn it up a little bit, to figure out, you know, does my performance go up if my intensity or my arousal starts to increase a little bit? And and that's where it's at, right? And so the extrapolation even further of this is that for a given person on a given day with a given set of circumstances, with a given task has an optimal level of intensity or emotional energy, right, that can drive optimal performance. And so this says that, you know, for a given person, so a low energy person or a higher energy person, but also for a given task, right? So think about the difference between, you know, putting a golf ball uh, than tackling somebody on a football field, right? Those are very different tasks. And so putting is going to require a much lower optimal zone than tackling somebody on the football field. And so if you're a student out there, right, taking an exam might be a different level of optimal zone than sitting in class every day. Or when you're working out is different than when you're sitting at your desk doing work. And so the challenge for high performers is to really understand that for the different roles that I play in the different areas that I show up on a day-to-day basis, what is my optimal zone for each one of those? And then the best of the best know how to turn up or turn down and navigate that appropriately so that regardless of where they're at, what role they're playing, they know what their optimal zone is and they can get in it to deliver their absolute best when it matters on a consistent basis. That's the challenge for high performers in any world, right? And and listen, it's not just good enough to figure that out for one part of your life. You got to figure it out for all of them because that's when you start to generate higher levels of consistent performance excellence and being able to show up, again, as the best version of yourself, not just at work, but at home, not just at home, but in your community. And listen, I get it. 
it's hard. I mean, when you have a demanding life, right? When you've got people that rely on you, when you're a leader, when you're a coach, when you're an influencer in your school or in your classroom, I mean, it demands a different level of consistency from you. And and I struggle with this sometimes. I mean, I, I work full time during the day. I go to football practice at night, and then I come home in the evenings. And I and I have to be intentional about making sure that the time that I'm at home, I'm bringing my best self to my husband. And then on football weekends, right, when it's home game weekends and we've got a house full of people from all over, it's tough to come home after a game to a house full and really be energized and be present. Now, again, I know I don't have to be a seven or an eight in my optimal zone when I'm when I'm here with family and friends, uh, but I do have to figure out how to be engaged and connected, right, and build relationships. And so, you know, that's where having routines, being able to, to let one person part of your day go and move into the next one, right? That's why we we do well, better learns a lot. Okay, what went well? What do I need to do better? What did I learn about myself? Let's close that page. Let's move into the next one. And then making sure that you're sleeping well, that you're hydrated, that you're eating right, because all of those variables come into play with us being able to navigate that on a consistent basis. So your championship mindset training for this week is going to be for the different roles that you play. Let's just pick three. For the three critical roles that you have in your life, again, whether that's personally, professionally, with your family, uh, with yourself, whether you're a writer, whether you're an artist, whether you're a business person, whether you're a lawyer, like whatever that looks like for you, uh, for the three critical roles that you play in your life, what is the optimal zone that you need to be in, think about it again, on a scale of zero to 10, where does your intensity, emotional state, arousal levels deliver highest levels of performance? And then I want you to write down, okay, if if my optimal zone in prepping for um for litigation, for for prepping for surgery, for a class that I'm going to teach. If my optimal zone in that state is a three, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What am I doing? What am I saying to myself? How am I acting? How am I thinking? Okay, what does that feel like, right? Because once we start to identify what that optimal zone is actually like for us, then all of a sudden when we start to move out of that, those bounds of that optimal state, it'll be a trigger to your brain that says, hey, you're starting to get out of your optimal zone. You need to either turn up a little bit or you need to dial it back a little bit. And literally one of the best ways that we can do that is through breathing, right? So if you're too low and you need to get jacked up a little bit, get a little bit more energy, some power breathing, right? In through your nose, strong exhale through your mouth, just get your blood pumping a little bit. And if you realize you're too worked up, some belly breathing in through your nose, down into your belly, out through your mouth, quiet your heart rate, quiet your mind, and bring yourself back into that optimal zone. And the same is true with something that demands more, right? So if you're at a seven or an eight, what does that look like? What does that feel like? What are you thinking to yourself? What are you saying? How are you acting? You know, I've had some elite athletes that I've worked with that get very nuanced to know, you know, when I start to get out of my zone, I, I don't follow my routines as well. I, um, I I realize that I start thinking about the future or I start thinking about the past or I start thinking about irrelevant information like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to have for dinner tonight, right? Or I realize that I tie, I, I'm more intense with everything that I do. Like I tie my, lice, my laces on my skates way tighter when I'm outside of my optimal zone. When I'm in my optimal zone, tying my laces for me is like an experience. 
I mean, talk about getting nuanced with how you show up and getting to know yourself. And if we go back to season one, episode one, right, we talked about awareness as the foundational element of mental performance because we must be aware before we can enhance. So when we're talking about your individual zones of optimal functioning, raise your level of awareness of what that looks like, what that feels like, and how you're acting so that when you start to get outside of those bounds, again, you can pull yourself back into your optimal state to deliver your highest level performance when it matters most. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us today. Again, you've been listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. And if you could check us out on all social media, we'd love it. We are on Team Follow Back. So we're on Twitter at Champ Mindsets, on Instagram at Selking Performance, and on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. And if you have any interest in having me do a keynote for your team or any of our performance coaches do some training or one-on-one performance coaches, please send me an email directly, amber at selkingperformance.com, and we'll get you hooked up with them. Thank you again for listening. This has been your host, Dr. Amber Selking. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset. 